The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. All right, we're going to be looking at the subject. The theme for the month of April is ablaze. Everybody say ablaze. All right. Um, doing first service in Surulere, I thought on understanding devils. Go and get the message. The message should be on Telegram very soon so you understand and follow those teachings. Um, so I can follow and understand those teachings are theological. We answer certain questions that many a times doctrinally people have been silent on. Um, I believe that the Bible, and when you come to church, you ought to learn something. And church should be a school where we actually teach doctrine. All right, you, that is the major gist about when we come to church. Hallelujah. Sometimes, over the years, in African Pentecostalism, we've made Sunday service where we come to solve problems and chase devils and all of that and all of that. It's good for there to be time about that. But you see, if there is no proper teaching about the devil, you will not be able to handle the devil correctly. You understand what I'm saying? So doctrine is first. All right? Paul always exhorted his spiritual sons to give precedence to exhortation teaching and doctrine. So we're looking at Ablaze, and Ablaze is an exposition on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Turn your Bible to St. John's Gospel, chapter number 14. Praise God. John 14. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now look at John 14. We're going to see something very, very interesting here. Huh. <laughs> now, Let's start from verse 1. Are you ready? It says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also what? Now remember, who is Jesus? Jesus is the what? The logos of God. Jesus is the explanation of God. Jesus is the visible manifestation of the what? Invisible God. So you cannot say you love God and you hate Jesus. Praise the Lord. Not possible because God is revealed in Jesus. The Father is revealed in Jesus. So Jesus says, you believe in God, believe also in me. Now verse 2, everybody read it says what? In my Father's what? House are many what? Now that word house is the Greek word oikia. That's where we got our name from. Oikia. Oikia. He says, in my father's oikia are many mansions. The word mansions here, all right, is residence. So when he says, in my father's house are many mansions, basically what he's saying, he's saying, in my father's residence are many rooms. It's like having a duplex and you have 10 rooms in it. So you can say, in my father's duplex, there are many rooms. Are you following? So the word for... Um, when he says mansions here, <laughs> now let me even answer that question real, real quick. There are no mansions waiting for you in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, because there are many people that grow up thinking that there are mansions waiting for them in heaven. I say, ah, see, mansion, at least mansion, kufumi, no, 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 no. There are no mansions waiting for you in heaven. Let us look at this very well. He says, in my father's house are many what? Mansions. So the word house there is weak here. And the word mansions is money. All right, money means abode. 
all right, abode, all right, by implication, in the context of verse 2 and 1, when he says oikia, which is residence, and he says monet, he's saying, in my father's residence, there are many rooms. In my father's residence, there are many what? Places, okay? He now says, all right, if it were not so, I would have told you. He now says, I go to prepare a place for you. Praise God. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, that word place there is a Greek word topos, okay? All right, it says, I go to prepare a room for you, all right? It now says, and if I go, listen, verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and do what? And receive you unto what? myself that where i am there ye may be what also which means the place that he is going to prepare for us is a place with him because he says where i am ye may be what also it also means that from what jesus was saying at this time this place he was referring to was not prepared is that clear this place he was referring to was not what Prepared. Now look what he now says next. Next, he now says, and he says, and whither I go, you know, and the way you know, because we're going to answer the question, who is the father's house? Hallelujah. Because if he says, in my father's house, there are many mansions, and I've already told you that the mansions there, he's not talking about literal physical mansions in heaven, like duplexes. You know, I have seen, I've listened to many men of God have visions of God visions of heaven and in their visions of heaven they saw a lot of mansions i remember one man of god was even describing that there was an italian mahogany chair all right that was in heaven for him in his own mansion praise god and he sat down inside you know things like that i've later on found out that men cannot have visions outside their understanding of scripture praise god i said praise god men cannot have visions outside their world understanding of scriptures that was why whenever prophets of the old testament wanted to see visions concerning locomotion movement they saw chariots hallelujah they will see chariots they will see what horses nobody saw jets hallelujah all right because there were no jets at that time so you see the mind was a limitation of how they saw the things of the spirit let's continue he said whither i go you know and the way you know thomas said unto him everybody read he says well we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know what? The way. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto what? The Father, but what? By me. He now says, if ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have what? Seen him. Next verse. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and he sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen what? Remember, he is the visible manifestation of the what? Of the invisible God. And now, say, and how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Now, we want to answer the question of the Father's house. Verse 10. Believest thou not that I am where? Come on, talk, talk to me. That I am where? In the Father. And the Father is where? In me. So that means the residence of, of Jesus is the Father. So when he says in the Father's house, glory to God. That means in the Father's house. If Jesus is in the Father, hallelujah, 
and the Father is in Jesus, it means the residence of Jesus, all right, is the Father. If you want to locate the Father, where do you look? You look where? At Jesus. Colossians 2.9, in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead where? Bodily. So that means the tabernacle of the Father is Jesus. The temple of God is Jesus. To locate the Father, you have to look at Jesus. He said, all right, he has seen me and seen the Father. And how sayest thou then show us the Father? The ten now says, believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth where? Church, read with me. The Father that dwelleth where? The Father that dwelleth where? Where does the Father dwell? Where does the Father dwell? What is the residence of God? In Christ. Is that clear? Come on, is this clear? Come on, is this clear? Say aloud with me. Jesus Christ is the residence of God. If you want to find God, look to Jesus. Again, if you want to find God, look to Jesus. Very important for this is an important foundational doctrinal position you must clear. Nobody can discover and find God outside of Jesus Christ. The face of God is Jesus Christ. The revelation of God is Jesus Christ. The visibility of God is Jesus Christ. The understanding of God is Jesus Christ. The character of God is Jesus Christ. I'll say that again. The revelation of God is Jesus Christ. The character of God is Jesus Christ. The nature of God is Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time, but the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Hallelujah. And this Word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us was in the beginning. Hallelujah. And the same Word is God. So when we've met the Word that became flesh, we have met God. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, great is the mystery of godliness. 1 Timothy 3.16 says, great is the mystery of godliness. It says, God was manifested where? In the flesh. Let's look at it. 1 Timothy 3. So you don't say I'm making it up. So say, oh, you, you these pastors, you have a way of twisting scriptures. No, we don't twist it. We reveal it. We explain it. All right? We explain it. 1 Timothy 3.16, everybody would want to go. It says what? And without controversy, great is the mystery of what? godliness god was manifest where in the flesh everybody say god was manifest where in the flesh he was manifest where in the flesh so the god manifest in the flesh is who jesus is this clear is this clear god manifest in the flesh is who jesus whenever you meet people who are confused about god reveal god to them in jesus I have not met anyone that doesn't love Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have not met anyone that doesn't love Jesus. I have not met anyone that doesn't love Jesus. Don't teach Jesus as separate from God because that would be incorrect. Jesus is God manifest where? In the flesh. Praise God. In Jesus, we find out that God has always wanted to be one with man. 
Glory to God. In Jesus, we find that God was not telling the leper, stay away from me. No. In Jesus, we find that God wanted to be close to the leper and heal the leper of his leprosy. Hallelujah. Do you remember that story where a leper comes to Jesus and says, if thou wilt, all right, I can be made whole. The Bible says Jesus said, I will, and touched him, be thou made whole. What was the significance of Jesus touching the leper? Because under the law of Moses, it was what? All right, wrong and unclean to come in contact with a leper. Anyone who came in contact with a leper had to stay seven days outside of the camp, all right, and undergo a ceremony of what? Cleanliness. Jesus shows you that God is not saying the leper, the sinner, stay far. He's saying, leper, the sinner, come close. I will make you own. So in Jesus, we see who God really is. Amen. Now, that's not where we are going. Go back, John 14. It's ablaze we're looking at. John 14, now we are in verse 12, right? Verse 12, right? It says, all right, uh-huh. Very nice, verse 17. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. Oh, glory to God. Can we read that together? One, two, go. It says what? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on what? Talk to me. Believeth on what? The works that I do shall he what? And greater works than this shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So that means the place he went to make for us. Amen. Where was that place? The place he was going to make for us was a place where? In himself. Hallelujah. Because if the Father's house is Jesus, it means, and he's saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you. All right? I'm going to prepare a room for you. It means he's going to make a room all right, for us in himself. Now, what's the significance of that? You see, because of sin, man and God, man wasn't one with God. Man was separated from God. But you see, in Christ Jesus, God and man have been made what? One. In Christ Jesus, God and man have been what? Reconciled. So Jesus is the mediator, is the bridge between God and man. So in Christ Jesus, God came to came in Christ, hallelujah. And when man comes in Christ, he and God are no longer enemies. They are now what? Friends. They are now what? Kindred. They are now made one. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is the Father's Oikia. Jesus is the Father's Oikia. Jesus, by his death, burial, and resurrection, made room for me and made room for you. Can you say amen? Now, in answers in verse 13, whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified where? In the Son. Remember, the Father is where? Is in the Son. So he says, all right, when you come in my name, all right, I will do that the Father may glorify in the Son. This is not a teaching on prayer because John 14, 13 is actually not us talking about praying to the Father. He's actually talking about using the name of Jesus because he says, whatsoever you shall ask in my name. He didn't say, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name. He said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name. That is talking about whatsoever you shall. Remember what we talked about was ask? I too. Remember? Alright? I too. I too means to demand. So he's saying, whatsoever you shall demand in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified where? In the Son. Alright, this is using the name of Jesus. Alright, we see an example of this in Acts of Apostles chapter 3 and verse 1 downwards. When uh, Peter and John were at the gate beautiful, the Bible let us know that there was a man who was lame from his mother's womb who had been at that gate for a very long time. And the Bible says, Peter says unto him, look on us. He says, silver and gold have I not. 
all right? But such as I have, give I thee. He now says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That is using the name of Jesus. Jesus, all right, heals that man through Peter because Peter uses his name. So Jesus is telling us here, all right, whatsoever he shall demand in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And I said, if she shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is using the name. 15 now says, if you love me, keep my commandment. Aha! Uh-huh. Now this is where we are going, verse 16. Everybody read, want to go? It says what? And I will what? Talk to me, church. And I will what? Pray the Father. Hey, uh, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you what? Another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. How long is this comforter going to abide with us? Now, the post-resurrection ministry of Jesus, all right, is in men. The pre-resurrection ministry of Jesus in the old covenant was for men. All right, the pre-resurrection ministry of Jesus in his incarnation was with men. But the post-resurrection ministry of Jesus is in men. In men. In them, in men. Post-resurrection ministry of Jesus is in men. And Jesus begins to introduce this concept when he begins to talk about another comforter. Another comforter. He says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Now, there are certain things we are going to break down here. All right, look at verse 17, everybody read. He says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Cannot. That means, when he says cannot, it means the world does not have the capacity to receive him. The world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Ye know him, listen, for he dwelleth where? He dwelleth where? With you. And shall be where? In you. Hold on. Hold on. Very powerful thing Jesus just shows us here. Because the understanding of this now lets us know who this comforter is referring to is. He says, another comforter. Now, many times when we hear another comforter, um, you know, that's the Holy Spirit, because we're going to see in verse 26, all right? We think that the Holy Spirit is different from Jesus. Praise God. You know, we think it's different from Jesus. You know, <laughs> some people say, oh, God the Father, ah, is the supreme, is the Godfather. How many of you have watched Godfather, the movie? What Godfather? You understand? The guy that does when you answer, pray more, pray more, pray more. You hurt me. You, hurt, you understand? The, the guy there, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, so D'Antangeli. You know, when I was involved, I, I, I wanted to mimic the way the guy was speaking, you know. So we think that God the Father is a Godfather. Then we now think that Jesus, you understand, because God the Father, we think God the Father, sometimes when we hear God the Father, we think of a very old person with white hair. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. White hair, then with white beard. It's old. So when you're ancient of this, you say, ah, Arubo, ah, Arubo, job, ah, ah, something, something, or something like that. You know? Then when we think of Jesus, we think of him as a young, you know, young, fine boy. Praise God. You know, he's cool. He connects with the, he, he connects with the masses. 
But the fact that it's not doesn't connect, Jesus is con- it connects with the master, he speaks the slangs. Then we now think of the Holy Spirit. Our Holy Ghost is junior brother. The one we send on error. Oh yeah, go here, go here, go here. So you now notice that mindset in the way the people pray. Okay. When they call the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost fire, consume them. Holy Ghost fire, destroy them. Wherever my enemies are gathered, oh, you understand? Holy Ghost now, I summon you now in the name of Jesus and I send you. (laughs) I command you, Holy Ghost. You are commanding the Holy Ghost. Wow. Commanding the Holy Ghost. Do you know who he is? Yet, Father, I worship you. Jesus, I recognize you. Holy Ghost, I command you. (laughs) Oh my God. Praise God. I command you. I release you. I unveil you. I manifest you. I issue you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hmm. So, Jesus said, Notice what he says. Go back there before I explain um, another comforter to you. Listen. Listen. Look at it again. Verse 17. Everybody, you want to go? It says what? Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because what? It seeth him not, neither what? Knoweth him, but ye know him. For what? He dwelleth where? No, no, there's no in there. He says, but you shall know him, for he dwelleth what? With you. So question, who is he says, for he dwelleth with you. So dwelleth with you was present tense reality at this time. Correct? When he now says, and shall be in you is future. Do you understand? So the question is this: who was dwelling with them at that time? Jesus. So when he now says, for he shall be in you, who will be in you in the future? Jesus. That word, another comforter, is the Greek word, allos, parakletos. Allos, the word allos there, Greek means another of the same. Right? Then, the, the, the other word that is used in Greek to say another of a different kind is the Greek word eteros. Are you following? Come on, are you following? It's like this. If I, if I, got, a, if I got ice, right? An uh, ice block, right? And I told you, all right, this ice block, oh, um, I can present you this ice. All right, you know, ice block is water, right? But it is water in one form. Then if I can also present water to you in liquid form, is that correct? Then I can present water to you in gaseous form. Are you following? So if I said, oh, I am with you at ice block now, but I shall be in you as liquid, liquid water. All right? Is there a difference in the water? No. There is a difference in the form. Are you following? So when he says... Allos parakletos. What Jesus is saying is, I am paraclet. I am a comforter. But I will send another comforter. Now, he now says, I will send allos parakletos, which is another one of the same kind. So he's saying, all right, what he's actually saying is, I will come, hallelujah, as the Spirit. 
The reason why the Bible says in St. John's Gospel chapter 7, all right, this key of the Spirit, whom, all right, them that believe shall receive, for the Spirit was not given because Jesus has not been what? Glorified. He's saying, he's simply saying this, as long as Jesus was on earth, Holy Ghost cannot come. Because Jesus cannot be here, hallelujah, and the Spirit in people at the same time. Jesus has to go for the Holy Ghost to come. Because Jesus was with them or with the disciples physically, but via the Spirit, he will be in them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see it in the text. All of the explanation is there. So remember, Alos is another one of the same kind. Now, the word parakletos, all right, parakletos. There are many synonyms. It can mean counselor, it means teacher, it means helper, it means standby. Many, many words for paracletos. All right. Now look at what he now says. Let's continue. Praise God. All right. Praise God. So he says, but ye know him, for he dwelleth what? With you, and shall be where? In you. So that means they knew the spirit because they knew Jesus. All right. I said that again. They knew the Spirit because they knew who? They knew the Spirit because they knew what? So that means the sure way to knowing the Holy Ghost is by knowing Jesus. Be very careful of any man who claims to know any spirit, but knows the Holy Spirit, but does not know Jesus. Hallelujah. Any man who prophesies, claims to prophesy about the Spirit of God, but does not know Jesus. The Bible says no man can say that Jesus Christ is Lord, but by what? The Spirit. Prophecies must agree with the testimony of Jesus because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. So the Holy Ghost will never oppose Jesus. He will testify of who? Of Jesus. Amen. Now look at what he says. Let's do something again. He says, even the spirit of truth, pay attention, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither what knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be what? In you. Now, 18. Look at the clincher. Everybody want to go. I will not what? I will not leave you what? I will what? You see that? I will not leave you comfortless. I will what? Come to you. How is he coming to you? By the Spirit. Praise the Lord. By the Spirit. Is this clear? Is this clear? How many of you are enjoying the Bible study? You are enjoying yeah, Hallelujah. Now let me tell you something. Oh. Hmm. You know. Hmm. Hallelujah. Have you... Someone has asked me one question. I think I've had that question several times. That why is it that in many churches today, they don't do Bible study on Sunday? How many of you have noticed that thing? How many of you have noticed it? You go to a particular church and what you are, you wear seven, seven, you very funny. You understand? It's very weird stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? You understand? All this funny. So basically, the, the mindset is that if you want, and let me tell you why they are doing it. I'll tell you why. It's because of you people. It's because of who? The generation. Because the generation. It's making people think that people don't want Bible on Sunday morning. That they want things that are more practical. Because the generation, that is the mindset. So that's why you find that, that when some people want to go to church, they will just be having relationship meeting. They can do it for three months. You understand? 
Oh, because people want to marry. Then you, you know it's about um, entrepreneurship. No proper explanation of scriptures because they think people don't want it. Hallelujah. How you show that you want it is by attending churches where they teach that, where they actually give premium, you understand, to Bible teaching. That's how you say you want the Bible teaching of the word. That's actually how you do it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You have some folks come and say, you know, I'm not going to share for long. Then when he says, I don't want to share for long, the people in the, or the, in the, in the, in the church go, go. Hallelujah. Why are you excited that the man said he's not sharing? For? Why did you come? It's like saying, we went for a buffet dinner. And the chef said, I'm not going to serve plenty food. They were saying, ooh, yes, we came to eat nothing. That's why we came. You left your house to eat nothing? Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? You should come to church and learn the word. That is what church is for. We don't gather to work miracles. That's not why we gather. Miracles happen. We thank God for it. Glory to God. But why we gather is to learn about the Christ and what he did for us. That's why Ephesians chapter 4, 7 to 11 tells us that the reason for the fivefold ministry gift is what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, till all of us grow, come to a place of maturity in the knowledge of the Son of God. Where Christ is not the diet, there cannot be growth in Christ. You cannot have growth in Christ when Christ is not the diet. Praise God. Praise God. That's why here, God forbid, I, God forbid that there will be a day where I will be standing, feel fulfilled by standing in front of God's people and be teaching things that are not Christ. Amen. Glory to God. The seven wise of the market. God forbid that thing. <laughs> no, God forbid. You cannot grow in Christ like that. You cannot flow in the revelation gifts. That's, that's why in most those churches, you will not see development of spiritual gifts. You will not see it. It can happen. Things that are demonic, they will bring a, a therapist. They will bring a shrink. You will see a lot of motivational speaking. Why? Because if you don't have, if Christ is not the message, then the goodies in Christ cannot be manifested. Hallelujah. If Christ is not the message, you will not see all of all other things. So, now we, so we've seen that the, spirit, the comforter, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of the Holy Ghost, is actually the spirit of Jesus. Look at Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. The Jehovah's Witness, we call the Holy Ghost a force. The Holy Ghost is not a force. He is forceful in his presence. Hallelujah. But he is more than a force. Then the Holy Ghost is not an it. He's a person. Notice in John 14, when Jesus was talking about the Holy Ghost, he always used the pronoun E, E, E. Amen? Are you seeing that? Because he's a person. Now, when you find it in your Bible, it's translation. It's because of the way it was translated from Greek to English and Hebrew. To, you understand that? So it's the perspective of the translator. It doesn't mean that's what it is. Now, Romans chapter 8. The Spirit of God is also the, the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Christ. Romans 8 and verse 8, it says, So then, they that are in the flesh cannot what? 
please God. Now, verse 9, everybody read. But ye are not where in the flesh, but in the what? Talk to me. But in the what? If so be that what? The Spirit of God dwell in you. Notice, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, look at the next thing. And that says, Now, if any man have not the Spirit of what? Aye. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is what? Which means the Spirit of God is what? The Spirit of Christ. Are you seeing that? So, the Father is equal to Christ, is equal to the Spirit. Everybody say that with me. The Father is equal to Christ, is equal to the Spirit. So, the Father is God manifested outside of the realm of time. Okay? That's why you cannot see God. He does not live in the realm where men can see him. So, that is why God cannot be studied with the senses. He can only be revealed by the Spirit. You cannot relate with God with technology. You can only relate with God by faith. Why? Because God does not live or dwell in the time realm. He created the time realm. He created space. He created matter. He lives outside of what he created. Are you following? So, God, all right, the Father is the invincible, unseeable manifestation of the Godhead. He is God in the eternal realm. Angels cannot see him. Men cannot see him. They cannot see his form. Because for you to see a being, that being must be made of matter and materiality. For him to be made of matter and materiality, he must occupy a space. And for him to occupy a space, there must be a time, all right, he began occupying that space. So every being that is seen is created. Do you understand? So God doesn't live in that realm. Praise God. Now, who is Jesus? Jesus is the intrusion. The invasion of the realm of space, time, and matter by God. So Jesus is God manifested in time. Do you understand? So, he is the entrance of the Godhead into the what? Material realm. So that we can see God and touch him. So, because God became man, we understand God now. How do we understand him in his eternal state? No, we understand him where? In Christ. So, Jesus is the visible manifestation of the word invisible god so you cannot stop looking for the invisible god you can't see him look for his visible manifestation who is it christ now who is the holy spirit the holy spirit is the invisible manifestation of the visible god in the realm of time 
Because God became flesh in Christ. It meant God entered the time realm, lived in a time realm, and took on matter and materiality. Hallelujah. Now, because God did that and God entered into the time realm, the Spirit of God is the Spirit of Jesus operating in the time realm. So, when we say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, the power that is manifested is the power of the Spirit. Amen. Now, Jesus, in his manifestation, could only be at one place at a time. So that means in his manifestation on earth, he was limited. Praise God. Now, now, by the Spirit, Jesus is no longer limited because the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ everywhere. Everywhere. Turn your Bible to St. John's Gospel. Let me show you something. There's something Jesus Christ was communicating in John 12 that when I was growing up, we used that verse of scripture to teach brokenness. I don't know if you remember. John 12 and 24. Now look what he says quickly. He says, verily, verily, Jesus was talking about his death here. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and what? Die, it abideth what? Alone. But if it what? Die, it bringeth forth what? More truth. Now, look at the other way Jesus gave. He said, except you take a corn of wheat, if you want corn to multiply, the way for it to multiply is for you to what? Plant it. Is that correct? So when you plant it, the first thing that happens when you plant a seed is that that seed will die. Are you following? When that seed dies, then you now have a branch or so a stalk will come out of it. Then you know you have leaves. Then after that leaves comes, you now have more cobs of corn. Is that correct? Now, the life in that seed, is it not the same life in the cob of corn? All right? This, the cob of corn or the seed of corn that you planted, is it not the same seed that has come up in this? You understand? The difference now is that there are multiple, many seeds. Are you following? So the death of Jesus and his resurrection was for the purpose for the release, the purpose of what? Releasing the spirit of Jesus to the whole world. So that he would no longer only be in one place at a time, he will be in all men at the same time. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? So the body of Jesus, which is the seed being spoken of, had to be broken. For the spirit of Jesus inside the body to be released. Are are you following? So the release, the breaking of the body of Jesus was for the release of the spirit. So that's why I said, this is my body broken for you. Hallelujah. Broken for you. The breaking of my body was for the release of my life. Hallelujah. So that I will no longer be limited by my physical body. But I can be in you everywhere you go. Amen. So, this is why the post-resurrection teaching ministry of Jesus focuses on all we are in Christ by his indwelling spirit. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. By his, all we are in Christ, by his indwelling spirit. Any teaching 
concerning believers that does not teach all we are in Christ by virtue of the indwelling spirit is heresy. Glory to God. When you want to, oh, the Bible says that we are all with unveiled face, beholding as the glass, the glory of the Lord in the mirror. We are changed, all right, from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. It means that when we look at the mirror, we are looking at ourselves. Is that correct? And that transformation from glory to glory is by who? The Spirit of God that dwells on our inside. So it means that any mirror you show the believer that does not reveal in Christ's realities, the things that are in him in Christ, is error. How can you gather believers together and be discussing generational causes? Is it in Christ? Is it in the Holy Ghost? Whatsoever is not in Christ is not in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey. Amen. Amen. Now, let's continue. Say that with me. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Jesus. Jesus has not left me comfortless. He has come in me by the Holy Spirit. He has come in me by the Holy Ghost. Now, the Spirit of God is the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter number 1. And verse 17. Notice Jesus says that the Spirit, how be it when the Spirit of truth is come. Listen, the Spirit of truth, the word truth is the Greek aletheia. What does aletheia mean? Aletheia means reality. Reality. Reality, it speaks of what this thing is. Man will look at you and call you a sinner. But the word of God says if you have believed in Jesus, you are a son of God. That is reality. Are you following? Come on, are you following? Yeah, that is reality. The world will describe you by your possessions. But the word describes you by Christ. So that means... The parameters for the definition of your identity is nothing temporal, but everything eternal. So I cannot define you by what is temporal. I can only define you by what is eternal. So if I want to describe you and give you names and give you descriptions, I can only do it, all right, according to reality. According to truth. If I do not do it according to truth, I am in error. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? So, for example, if I come to you and don't view you and see you as forgiven because of the blood of Jesus, I'm in error. Because though the fact is you sinned, the truth is you are forgiven. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Though the fact is you sinned, the truth is you're forgiven. So the spirit of Christ that dwells in you will bear witness of the truth. That is the job of the spirit of Christ. To bear witness of the truth. 1 John 2, 27. But you have an unction from the Holy One. Alright? And you need not that anyone teach you. That anyone teach you there is talking about in context for all teachers. All right. All right, look at it. First John 2.27. Hallelujah. So the spirit in you 
bears witness to the truth. It bears witness to reality. So if you sin, you find out that, all right, all right, you shouldn't sin. Praise God. One of the things the Spirit of God will bear witness to is that you have the ability to walk in the Spirit. And many times when you walk in the flesh, it's because you have forgotten that you are born again. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. You forgot you are born again. Why would someone in the temple of the living God go and be buying condom and be taking a girl to a hotel? Then why would the girl be following them? Be forgotten that they are born again. <laughs> Praise God. You know, there's some folks that were really funny. Maybe a man of God that was popular. Maybe that person now sinned. How many of you have noticed that when there's scandal all around, and maybe the scandal comes out and all? I found out that in a very, very stupid in a stupid way, some believers now want to use the fall of a man of God as an excuse to live in sin. As though when they stand before Jesus, they will be able to say, eh -eh, the reason why I've sinned is because that. I'm like, oh, my brother, it's a personal race. <laughs> it's a very, very personal. <laughs> Amen. It, you cannot use a bad example to justify your bad example. Did you hear what I said? You cannot use a bad example to justify a bad example. I, I am not living in Christ and doing all I'm doing because of this. If a man of God falls, let him, we, we pray for his restoration. Amen. But that will not affect anything I do. No. It doesn't affect anything I do. I won't say, oh, because men of God, so men of God are committing adultery, I'll not cheat on my wife. No. I married a goddess anyway, so you can't cheat on a goddess. Praise God. So, by the grace of God. Amen. Do you understand? So you. You walk in the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit because the Spirit is in you. Listen, all the instructions in the epistles to the Christian are given to the Christian because the Spirit is in the Christian. So that's why you are to do it in the Spirit. So it tells you walk in the Spirit. Why is it telling you walk in the Spirit? Because the Spirit is in you. The Holy Ghost in you is now your nature. Is your new nature. Is your life. Look at Colossians 3. And verse 1 to 3. Your nature. So being born again. When you have plenty of people born again. What has happened is that Jesus has been mass-produced in many hearts. The preaching of the gospel is the mechanism of reproducing the image of Jesus in many lives. So when you preach the gospel and a man receives, Jesus has been born in that heart. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. So that just as the body of Jesus was the oikia of the father. For the man who has believed in Jesus, the body of that man has become what? The oikia of the father. Hallelujah. So you can now go when you believe in Jesus and say, I am God's oikia. I am God's what? House. I am his residence. Praise God. All right. Now can we read? Everybody read. It says what? If ye then be what? Risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Ne let's read verse, next verse, verse 2. Set your affections on things above, not on things we are. Next verse, it says what? For ye are dead, and your what? Is hid with Christ 
in God. Now, next verse. Now says, when Christ, who is what? Who is what? Who is your life? I said, who is your life? I said, who is your life? I said, who is your life? When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Hey! It means, if Christ is my life, I am eternally saved. Do you understand that? Because if he is my life, then my destiny is tied to his destiny. Glory to God. So when Christ, who is our life? Ah, he is my life. Oh, hallelujah. He is my life. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. He is our life. He is our life. He is the reason why cancer can't stay in our bodies. Hallelujah. Because he is our life. Glory to God. It's because he is our life. What cannot stay in him can't stay in me. Glory to God. You can't define me a way, define me with a standard that it is not paripasu with my life. As he is, so are we in this world. First John 4, 17. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So what is he saying? Christianity is testifying that in Christ, God has become one with men. God has become one with man. God lives in men. Hallelujah. God looks through the eyes of men. Glory to God. God breathes his fire through the nostrils of men. Hallelujah. God releases his power through the mouth of men. Because God lives in men. Hallelujah. When a man walks into a jibu, he can say, God has walked in here. When a man walks into a cartoon, he can say, God has walked in here. Because the presence of the man is the presence of God. The presence of Jesus. The presence of the man is the presence of Jesus. So this man can bring the atmosphere of Jesus into a place. Why? He is the rest of Jesus. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. Don't ever talk weak as a believer ever again in your entire life. You are not weak. To say you are weak, you are lying. You are lying. You know this talk, I'm useless, I'm just a terrible person. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, Sometimes when we are praying, some folks go. I remember there was a time I was attending this church. My dad has, is a member of a church. My dad has been attending this church for close to 50 years. You know, 50 years? Above 50 years. Never left this church. Never, ever left this church. It was a church my grandfather was a prophet in, the Apostolic Church. So we moved to Ejibo sometime, and we had to attend the branch. So if you understand, we had to attend that branch. So there was this um, evangelist that was there. All right, and this is how this guy used to pray. So he will start like this. He will say, Baba, awa niyo, awa gbeoga, awa gongoshu, awa ididare, awa ukwe. Awa mokwe, ale wojunyi, ale bainsoro. You understand? Do you So basically, we were, he said, we, what he was saying was that we are worthless, we are useless, we are not worthy to look to your face and to pray. So now, when you, you talk like people say that's humility, is that correct? Oh, so humble. Oh, look at that humble man praying. Humble. Yeah, humble, right? Okay, I want to ask you a question. Imagine if you had a child. 
Uh, yeah, because uh, let's, let's bring it home. You had a child, and the child came to you and said, Dad, you know, I am useless. I am a, I'm the biggest fool in the whole wide world. I am not worthy to stand in your presence. Your son is telling you that. Will you now say, that's my son. Yes, that is. This is bringing worship to me. Is that what you're saying? Because, listen to me, and let me explain something to you. You see, the reason why your father will have a problem with that is because whatsoever you call yourself is what he is. You understand? So when you call yourself useless, you are saying a useless person gave birth to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you call yourself sinful, you are saying that the person who gave birth to you produced sin. Are you following? The Bible says what? That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. That which is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. Therefore, you will look like who gave birth to you. Glory to God. To use other descriptions, other than the description used for your father, for you, is not to understand your identity. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ken Hagin told a story <laughs> when he had a vision of Jesus. And he was talking to Jesus and he said, Lord, I am unworthy to look at your face. The Bible, I want to say the Bible. The man of God said that he had never seen Jesus angry like that before. He said, stand right on your feet. What do you mean? You are not worthy to stand. I made you worthy. That was what the blood was for. Jesus is not into this humble, mumbling, nonsense talk. Don't think he's giving him praise. No. When you talk like that, you are spitting on Calvary. You are saying he died for nothing. Hallelujah. I bought clean to wash white. I finished washing the white. The white is white. Then the white said, no, I'm stained. Ah, upon everything I did. <laughs> and you are now telling me that the white saying is still brown. is giving me that did the washing glory. You are saying that I don't know how to wash. That's what you are saying. You are saying I don't know how to wash. That my dry cleaning service should close. That we don't know how to offer quality. That's what you're saying. But bless God, hallelujah. The blood washes white as snow, hallelujah. So wait, who am I? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who I am. All right, who are you? I'm blood bought, blood washed, justified, a son of God. Who am I? I'm God's Oikia. I'm the residence of God. God lives in me, and for how long? His rent does not expire. So he doesn't come and go. He said, it shall be with you for how long? Forever. All this talk of, oh, ah, when you sin, the Holy Ghost will go. Then when you repent, he will come back. When you sin, Holy Ghost will go. When you confess, he will come back. You don't know the Holy Ghost. What are you talking about? Listen to me. Any Holy Ghost that leaves a believer because the believer's sin needs a three-hour teaching on self-control. It's a fake Holy Ghost. Ah, yes. Quote me anywhere. It's fake. Listen, do you know why? Because 
if the Spirit of God tells us to bear with one another, if the Spirit of God instructs us to forgive one another, why won't the Spirit of God take his own lecture? Hallelujah. This idea that the Spirit only lives in perfect Christians is a lie. It's a big lie. He is with all of us. Amen. Look at him and say he's with all of us. He is in all of us. Yes. When you sin, the Spirit of God is the one telling you, no, you are a son of God. You ought not to be here. He's the one prompting you to read your Bible. What do you think he's there for? He's to help you grow. That's why he's there. He's not there to condemn you. That's the job of the devil. The devil has a full-time job condemning you. And he has a full-time God accusing you. The Holy Ghost's job is not to accuse. It's to build you up. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Do you understand? Christ is our life. I said Christ is our life. I don't know if you are here. They've told you that you are cursed. In fact, you have been going around saying, I'm cursed. There's cursed in my family, my father's life. Is Christ cursed? Now you can say, but pastor, there are certain patterns in my family. Oh, there are patterns in your family. Well, there are illegal patterns. Amen. Amen. And you can put a stop to it right now. Do you know why you can put a stop to it? Because they are not your patterns. They don't belong to you. You are in Christ. Oh, 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 in my family, eh, we always have problems with children. We always miscarry. My, my, my mother miscarried three times before she gave birth to me. Uh, that's not you. I said, that is not you. I said, that is not you. Listen, you will use your words to determine what happens in your own life. You will use your words. It's not, I mean, I mean Bishop David, of course, giving his testimony. He said there was a time when his wife was pregnant the first time. <laughs> I really like that man. I don't agree with all of his doctrine, but I like that man's feet. Praise God. You know, it's very hard for me to criticize somebody. I will look for something to learn. Do you know what I've learned? That's the only way I can, I can grow. You see, the critic is an idiot. The reason why the critic is an idiot is this. You see, the critic always looks for what is wrong and never sees what is right. So because he cannot see what is right, he will not learn for what is right. He will always focus on what is wrong. So what you focus on grows on you. And what you don't focus on does not what? Grow on you. Are you, are you paying attention? So, Bishop Wedepo, you know, you know, he said, he had just come back from a ministry journey, and as he came in there, his wife was crying, and she said that, ah, honey, I saw blood, because she was pregnant. She said, I saw blood. I saw blood. Then, he said, he replied to her and said, and so what? Give me my food. Glory to God. That the word of the covenant said, they shall not cast their young. God. Hey! Glory to God. And this man, they, they don't scan. No movement. It meant the woman had miscarried. Master, give me my food. Which means this man is saying, is discountenancing what this scan saw. And saying that this scan is fact, it's not reality. And because this can is not reality, it cannot be my reality and cannot be my confession. He said his own is, they cannot, shall not cast their young. According to the time of life, she gave birth. Listen, there are two lights in this world. 
Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Then you have the light of the earth. Which one do you want to run with? Amen? Now, as a doctor, you know, when we look at this light, I can only see some part of your body. Is that correct? But if, you, if I took you to an x-ray machine, I'll be able to see your bones and everything. Is that correct? Which means that what is seen, all right, is dependent on the kind of light it's exposed to. If it's exposed to x-ray light, I will see more than what the normal light we see. Is that correct? So the question is, which light are you running with? The light of the world only sees your bank account. The light of the world only sees where you physically live. That's why the word, the light of Jesus, we say, you are what? Seated in Christ. Far above what? Principalities and power. That's what he said about you. We say, no, no, I'm seated in uh, Spiceville. What are you talking about? He says, no, you're seated at the right hand of the Father. So he's telling you how you pray should be praying, should be determined by the consciousness of where you are actually seated. So where you are actually seated by the right hand of the Father is your reality. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. So listen, live from within you. All things you will ever need are in you by the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. All things I will ever need are in me by in the Holy Ghost. It's in the Holy Spirit. You have a challenge, you rise up and by the Spirit you start prophesying. I you start prophesying. You start prophesying. You start pro releasing the sword of the Spirit. Releasing the sword of the Spirit. You start prophesying, you start talking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of my daughters, she's in America. She's in an America cell. So she was telling me recently that our roommate is, uh, there's this um, culture in Latin America, all right, of Wichita. I think it's Wichita or something like that. They are witchcraft. It's practice of witchcraft. You understand? So, they have all they know all this incantation and things like that. They have the music they play and stuff. So this person, this lady, she's actually a witch. I, I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in case you think it's only Africa, they do witchcraft. They do it there too. She's actually a witch. So she would enter the room. They were roommates, and she would be in, doing incantation and stuff like that. And every time she does, she's doing those incantations. Usually, when maybe we've just done Bible study or they are doing prayer and things like that, she will always react in the flesh to that sister. Are you following? So I was looking at her, you know, every time she's speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, that the girl will react. Praise God. She will always react. Always react. And she's always mean to this Christian sister. Always mean. Trying to cast a spell on her. And get annoyed that the spell she casted did not work. So she was telling me that she's worried every time she casts the spell, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. She's getting angry. I said, How can the spell work now? From how to from where to where? <laughs> Praise God. Listen, the, the answer is in your spirit. You're looking for a job, the answer is in your spirit. Your business, the answer is in your spirit. You're looking to get married, the answer is in your spirit, it's not anywhere else. Is where? In your spirit. Your spirit. Your spirit. Because you have the spirit of God. 
And the Spirit of God is a spirit of no limitation. Glory to God. I said the Spirit of God is a spirit of no limitation. The answer is in your spirit. Never think impossibility. There is no such thing as something is impossible. It doesn't exist. Kick that word out of your dictionary. The word impossible should not belong to the Christian. Because if you have the Spirit inside you, hallelujah, there is nothing like, there is nothing impossible to you. Praise God. Say that with me. God's Spirit is God's answer. Louder. God's Spirit is God's answer. To any issue, any predicament, any challenge. Say God's Spirit is God's answer. To any issue, to any predicament. I declare, come on, I declare, I have God's answer. I declare, I have the answer. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Spirit. Lift up your hands and worship Him. Go ahead and praise His name. Go ahead and praise His name. Go ahead and praise His name. Oh, glory to God. Go ahead and praise his name. Just praise his name. Begin to prophesy against and prophesy for. Begin to declare words of power concerning that challenge. Is your dad sick? Prophesy against the sickness. And begin to call your dad by name or your mom by name or your sister by name or your friend by name. And begin to declare by the power of the Holy Ghost you are healed right now. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you are healed right now. You are healed right now. The cancer cells fall off your body right now. You are healed. You are healed right now. Begin to prophesy. God's Spirit is the answer. God's Spirit is the answer. God's Spirit is the answer. Lekos Oh, hallelujah. We have been made partakers of His divine nature. We have been made partakers of the divine nature. Oh, glory. Karamande Kesekra Astis. Rise up on your feet, everybody. Just go ahead and begin to declare and prophesy. Prophesy, prophesy. Raman de leke subra aka subra asi de libo shata. Go ahead and prophesy. Go ahead and prophesy. Go rabata lagada babashite lahaya. Say this with me. By the power of the Holy Ghost, increase his mind. Louder. By the power of the Holy Ghost, increase his mind. By the power of the Holy Ghost, expansion is mine. By the power of the Holy Spirit, clarity is mine. I see and understand. 
I see and understand. All things are made clear to me. All things are made clear to me. All things are made clear to me by the power of the Holy Ghost. All I lay my hands on prospers in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I am favored in all I do. I am favored in all I do. The fragrance of Christ, the fragrance of Christ is perceived in all I do and all I say by the power of the Holy Ghost. I heal the sick by the power of the Holy Ghost. I raise the dead by the power of the Holy Ghost. I cleanse lepers by the power of the Holy Ghost. I am healed now by the power of the Holy Ghost. All pains are gone by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. The kidnapped is set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. The oppressed is delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.